start responding to somebody on the phone. And I was like, oh God, uh, I'm a little late. So yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> worry about it. Um, just before we get going, if you could remind me your name, kind of where you're from, what your affiliation is with within the Teamsters and, and kind of what that looks like, and then we'll get going. Okay, my name is Yvette Avery out of Atlanta, Georgia, um, with the Teamsters and Union Stewart out of Local 728, uh, also a UPS driver. I'm currently the Teamsters LGBTQ plus caucus treasurer as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and so Yvette, one of the things that I wanted to sort of, wanted to take a moment or two before I started asking you some like question questions, is just to kind of go over some ideas about what I'm hoping to kind of with this project and sort okay. of my, my goals and audience there. For one, um, I know that there's a lot of great material and like podcasts and folks that are already out there. I, you know, I know that like there's the Labor Radio Podcast Network and they got like a hundred people uh, that, are, that are talking about all the great things that are going on with labor unions. So that's great. So my goal is to be a little bit different than that. Um, for purposes here, I'm aiming at my audience, which I don't know if you kind of saw, but really I'm, I was trying to help organize hotel workers in the Richmond, Virginia area, uh, but hotel workers in general, I think this can apply to all of them. And really just talking about what a union is and how it has kind of an, made an impact in your life, hopefully um, more good than not, um, but really keep it simple because a lot of those folks, like, you'd be amazed at how much of a labor expert you have become, right? You understand like what a shop, so you, you get it, right? You already laughed, so you know what I'm saying. You've become a much bigger expert in this field than I swear a lot of people even know. So sometimes with those folks, like they get a little nervous, they get a little scared when you start thinking and talking about like NLRB or NLRA or ULP or tier right. one, tier two. They're like, oh, the fuck are you talking about? Like, I just thought this was a good way to like, help get some better pay and benefit. They're like, yes. Right. So um, as I talk to folks, especially folks like you that have a position within the within the organization, just like remember that you know so much more. Um, you've got so much more expertise in these sort of technical details. So really my focus and what I would aim to talk about and share with the folks that connect with me is really just about, you know, what does it mean to be in a union? What was your life like maybe before you were in a union, if you had a, a previous, you know, working life uh, as non-union? And, you know, maybe talking about what it might be like to be somebody who's a worker who is afraid. I would say that's kind of like my second part of the questioning that I would do is a lot of these folks, um, when I tried to organize, you know, they've been subjected to a tremendous amount of union busting. And I'm sure, again, you know, like all about the crazy bullshit that they do, right? And sure. so for me, it's really important that they, you know, I'm like, I mean, I know what I look like, but uh, trust me, once you get to know me and we become friends with you, we will, like, you'd be like, oh, he's a white girl. Like, people can sniff <laughs> it on him, like, simply. And so when yeah. I'm talking to my, my people in hotels who, I would say 70% are either women or persons of color, like, they love mm. me. They love me. They appreciate what I try to do. But they're like, no, he's full of shit. Like, we, we know he, like, look at those shoes, right? I get it. So it's really right, right. important that they see people like you, they see other women, other people of color, and they go, yeah, like these people like get why a union is a good thing too. That's kind right. of the general thing. So real simple, none of the technical things. I'm, I'm not going to ask you about like your current campaign, like what you're fighting for, but I might ask you things like, well, hey, how does being in a union make it easier to stand up and try to fight for what you want? 
right. kind of that. So just keeping it simple. Does that make sense of uh, what I'm trying oh, to yeah, do? For there? sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, so good. So my first question to you, Yvette, is how long have you been a Teamster? How long have you been in a union? So I've been a Teamster for about 15 years, been with UPS about 17, so. So you were in, you were with UPS. First of all, that's awesome because most people that I talk to, you know, they hop from job to job to job to job, right? Right. I'm sure you know people like that in your life that like have to hop from one hourly job to another. And you're like, right. hey, are you doing that for big money? And they're like, hell no, I'm doing it for a quarter. And you're exactly. like, so can you tell me, you know, it sounds like you were with UPS a couple of years before you became involved with the Teamsters Union. Is that correct? Well, I turned in my application to become a Teamster within my first 30 days, but for some reason it didn't make it where it was supposed to. So I'm thinking I'm a union member and I'm not. My first two years, I was highly upset, but I uh, was already being becoming active, of course, and then realized that the dues weren't coming out. So yeah, I teamed your heart for the whole 17, of course. I love that. So can yeah. you tell me, um, you know, did you have jobs before that? Because 17 years is a long time to be with anybody. Uh, you know, <laughs> did you have jobs before that? So I've had, you know, I was a few jobs here and there before that um, coming from Alabama, wasn't exposed to a lot of union jobs at all, even though my father worked at a union job as a steel worker. So I was aware of unions, um, but never worked a union job. I did have the opportunity, though, to work a union job at a Delta, a non-union rather, at Delta Airlines at the same time I was working at UPS. So uh, eventually got terminated because I was trying to help form a union there. So um, I definitely know the difference between, yes, a union and non-union jobs. And I was actually in the midst of both of them at the same time, which was pretty cool because I knew what we could have and knew what I didn't have at the other jobs. So, so you know, I know 15 years is like a long time. I, mm -hmm. I hear you. <laughs> try to flash, try to like go back in time with me. And remember what it was like when you were kind of starting in being a teamster, like a real, you know, the dues are coming out now, the maybe the more real legit teamster. How was that different for you? How did your work life change? How did your compensation benefits kind of your quality of life change after you became a full fledged dues paying teamster? Well, being that, of course, I was in a we're in a right to work state here in mm -hmm. uh, Georgia. I still got everything from day one, you know, so I still had all my medical, dental, and vision benefits that were free because of the Teamster. So everything negotiated. Whoa, I was, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. They were, how much did you pay? Free, nothing. We pay nothing for our medical, dental, and vision. We pay nothing. No. Okay. And yeah. that was 15 years ago? Right. It's been like that for, I think, ever. <laughs> so as far as I know, they hadn't had to pay for their benefits. So that's wow. something that. So, so you're saying when you need to go see a doctor. No, does that include? I didn't ask you, but do you have a family that you take care of, or any family? Well, the kids are grown now, but yeah, it's my wife and I at this point. But yeah, we the kids are grown, so we don't have to worry about that. But even when the kids were on the benefits, it's still no cost to us coming out of our checks every week. And that was when you joined the union, right? Well, that was just because the union negotiated a contract. So anybody who steps into UBS. Whether, like I said, you pay dues or not, unfortunately, yeah. you still get all the benefits if you're in a right-to-work state. But so. you would say that it was the union that got those benefits oh, for the workers, the is that right? Is the only reason that we have the benefits. I always tell people I walked into UPS 
on gravy because somebody fought for me before I got there. So I came in like blessed from the beginning just because somebody fought. So it's strictly because of the team, nothing else. And so you've been kind of, so what is the last 15 years of your career and sort of life look like because you came in and that kind of thought had already been fought? How has that made your quality of life or working life better? What would you say? Uh, Definitely has made it a lot less stressful. A lot of people, especially when it comes to medical uh, issues, can go bankrupt because of not having the proper coverage. So that in itself is just a blessing to have. So I know at any time if I'm, I'm not feeling well, something happens, I can go to the doctor because I'm covered. You know, uh, so that's something that is priceless. Uh, a lot of people in there, you know, young people may not realize how much of a benefit it is because they think, oh, we're young, we're, you know, we don't get sick, you know, whatever. But COVID kind of helped put that in perspective. So a lot of people understand now at this point that, you know, having healthcare benefits um, that you don't pay for is, is a definite blessing. So it has definitely been great because, of course, throughout the years, surgeries have had to happen, things have had to happen, and we don't have to worry about, you know, getting a huge bill. So it definitely helped. And that's just when I was working part-time, mind you. So whether you're part-time or full-time, the Teamsters have negotiated that we have free benefits. So it does not matter if you're part-time or full-time. It's just unheard of. Unbelievable. And and so, you know, benefits, certainly, that's always top of mind. Has the union been or played a factor in making sure that you get paid a wage or the, an amount of money that you feel is better than maybe other jobs in Atlanta that are non-union that you maybe have friends or family that are a part of? Of course, every year we had a contractual raise, so you know exactly what your check's going to look like. You know exactly what's coming to you because it's all right there in black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the blessing in itself. At a non-union job, you have no idea when you're getting a raise, if you're going to get a raise ever. They yeah. just decide whenever they arbitrarily want to do it. So having that contract was very, very, very I'm like, amazing because you knew exactly what you were going to get, when you were going to get it, and that everybody else that started, when you started, got the same wage. So it was equality in your wages. Now, we're still fighting currently, of course, for the livable wage because that has lagged behind. So we're trying to get that in our current contract. It's one of our fights now. But livable wage is what we're aiming for. But we did have, like I say, wages that continually grew uh, throughout the contract, never going backwards, for sure. That's great. And and it's the same true for full-time people. Do you, Are they getting you know stronger wages in the Atlanta area or the area you're in than maybe other jobs that would be full-time? Right. So the full-timers do have a competitive wage. So in, with the comparison to other people, uh, it's a great wage uh, for now. So they have been considerably kind of being focused on, you know, unfortunately, they got a more focus than the part-timers when it came to came to making sure wages went up as far as, you know, with inflation and things like that. But we still need to make sure they're paid a livable wage as well and correctly. You know, we have issues with just pay issues, period, UPS. They have a problem with paying people like they're supposed to. But thankfully, we do have the grievance process, which you can get penalty pay and things like that if they don't pay you correctly. But, yeah, other than that, wages are competitive more so on the full-time side. You know, one of the things like I noticed in in my hotel sector when I was doing a little bit of research in, in the Richmond and really the Virginia area, Richmond doesn't have um, a, pres- a union presence in the hotels uh, yet. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully they do. Um, okay. so I had to look at maybe like northern Virginia or uh, Williamsburg, which is kind of south of Richmond towards the water. But I noticed that just at, at the hotels in northern Virginia near D.C., you know, 
the housekeeping wage there, I mean, they could be making $17 an hour, $18 an hour, whereas in Richmond, they're lucky to make $13 an hour. And that's because those other mm -hmm. hotels were union, right? Right. Uh, and so that makes a big difference when you have uh, maybe a labor union, you know, like a Teamsters that's negotiating uh, on, on your behalf. What are some of the other positives that you've encountered in your 15 years with being a Teamster? You know, what, what other ways do you feel like they kind of try to fight for you or make your life better? Well, for me, uh, I've been witness and privy to a lot of victories when it comes to people having a fight, you know, through the use of their contract. Because without it, you know, like say in the right to work state, you could lose your job because maybe you, you have a medical condition that keeps you from having to, you know, you can come to work certain times. So we have those FMLA protections in our contract. We have, you know, short-term disability. We have stuff that within the contract to help save your job because it's hard, you know, you know, when you can go things or have some issues, there's something there for everybody. And that's something that has been, uh, like I say, something I see those victories where people think, oh, I'm going to have to quit because I can't do X, Y, Z. I'm like, no, 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 we have this. So just a little education on the contract has helped people throughout my years learn how to maneuver through this job, having a contract versus thinking, oh, if I can't do this or if I got to be out next week, I'm going to lose my job. No, yeah. if you have this going on, then, hey, apply for this, do this, you know. And so it's been, like I say, victory after victory of people being able to, you know, provide for their family still and keep their jobs and stay there you know, as long as they would like, because they now know that there's things that the teams has negotiated in that contract that they may have never thought of that existed just because, you know, they didn't know because everybody's not going to pick up the contract and just read it, you know, from page to page. Uh, so we at least try to encourage people to get very familiar with the things that apply to your job, you know, that really affect you. So um, a lot of people just didn't know for the lack of knowledge. But now, those victories are great. You can pass along those stories. It helps somebody else in the future. And so that's the way you help build, you know, the empowerment of the people within the union. I love that. And, you know, you mentioned earlier that you're a shop steward. Is that right? Correct. So can you can you tell people that might be listening that, you know, they've never been in a union workplace, so they really don't know what that role is. Can you tell tell them a little bit more about that and what that means to you to be in that role? Right. So basically being a steward, I help to enforce the contract. So I make sure that the employees and management are on the same page when it comes to, you know, what our contract states and their rights. So never letting somebody be taken advantage of, always being there to Are you saying them. that sometimes the managers and owners try to cheat people that are working? Are you telling me that happens? On a daily basis. Unfortunately, what? it is super common. Even with a contract, you have to constantly fight the company to make sure that they are following the rules because they will try not to if they can. So that's the main goal is for me to make sure that they're following the contract. So the employees bring it to me, whatever issues they have, and I help them through the grievance process to, you know, take care of it. So that's the main goal. And it's been, like I say, very helpful for me throughout the years. I started out, like I said, as a part-timer my first 14 years, then full-time this past three years as a driver. And have gotten so much like I have a great appreciation for drivers now, more so than I ever knew because of the things that they face out here on the road. So um, it's been like what? Give me some of those things that you've learned okay. from being a driver. I love that. Well, being a driver can be very dangerous. Uh, never really understood, you know, how we're just approaching people 
people's houses to deliver packages, we don't know what we are coming upon. We could be coming upon a domestic dispute. We could be coming upon anything. And people, you know, are very happy with, you know, weapons and stuff these days. So you never know if we surprise them in the wrong way. Uh, it might be, you know, the end. I did start a petition not too long ago on the safety of drivers because we have had drivers, you know, shot at uh, and, you know, and killed. Yes, we have Let me assure office. you of something. The people in boardrooms that make millions of dollars a year, no one's fucking shooting at them, right? No, no, not while they're just trying to do their job. And right. we're just out here working. So I, you know, try to shine some light on that and help people to understand that we can spend, you know, stand up together, uh, use our collective voice as a union to get some changes made because it's it's something that needs to be addressed. So yeah, it's um definitely been like I say, eye opener. I definitely respect drivers more and understand that the the job is very hard. You know, they're dealing some adverse you know conditions on that truck. Thank goodness we won some stuff for the next contract, even though we hadn't completed it. We will get that air conditioning to get some reprieve because it's very very unsafe and hot in the back of those trucks. So um, I was shocked. The trucks don't have AC. Is that correct? No, nothing. That's crazy, right? Like that's insane. Yeah. Nobody fucking gives a shit when they want, they get on Amazon Prime and they're like, I need my salad tong. I mean, I ordered, I, you right. can't make fun of me because I ordered salad scissors the other day on Prime. And it's like, shame on me, right? Like, do I really need salad scissors in 48 hours? No, like I don't. And does, is it really that fair that I'm someone's like driving to me to get me my stupid salad scissors and they're not in air conditioning? That's insane, right? Right. And I just don't, I don't blame the customer because hey, I have to order a lot of stuff because I live in the truck, basically. I'm always there. So the problem is, it's the company. The company is aware. Like you say, they sit in their air conditioned offices and they're, you know, they're good. But we're actually let, me, let me ask you, and I think you know the answer to this, but some people, again, if they don't know the union space, they don't know how strong. If, if Teamsters were not there, if this were just Yvette and friends fight, do you think you'd even be able to get to this point where you're trying to fight and, and have a battle? Oh, no. Without the union, we would be, uh, I would hate to see. It would be horrible. Like I say, the, the treatment with a union is like a tough fight because yeah. UPS is just a, you know, a horrible company when it comes to trying to harass people. So yeah. without the union and not having the recourse and just nobody there to stand for you and they can just arbitrarily send you out the door and fire you without going through a process just because I don't like you or whatever. I mean, you don't have yeah. to give anything in a right to work state. So right. without the union, oh my God, I wouldn't even work for UPS, honestly. Yeah. Without the union, I wouldn't be here, for sure. I, I, you know, one of the things that you kind of mentioned a few times, and I, I understand from, the, you know, I grew up in a union household, but kind of like you, my dad was union, but he didn't, Honestly, he didn't like this union very much because right. he didn't understand it, to be very honest. Right. Now that I'm a little, you know, now that I'm 36 years old, I'm like, no doofus. Like you get a pension that pays you over a hundred grand a year because mm. you were in a union. Like if you would right. you would not know how to do that, right? Like there's no exactly. way most people would know how to take money, you know, use money and manage money like that to live like that going on. Like that union is the reason you could retire. But, yeah. you know, sometimes in union households, especially in the old days, you know, 50, 60 years ago, they didn't understand it. Because like you said, people had fought way beforehand and mm -hmm. made it so that when the time that like my dad joined his union, things had already been fought out. A lot of it, mm -hmm. a lot of the work had been done. And, you know, he kind of got to reap the benefits of that. But one of the things you mentioned, and I think is really important, is like 
even in a right to work state. So I'm in Virginia right now, terrible right to work state, right? I mean, I used to be a manager, uh, you know, I used to work right for the ownership. And I mean, we would, they can people left and right if they didn't like the way that they look. I mean, true story, right? right? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, they put up with this because I'm a pretty strong-willed person and they don't want to deal with, you know, my, my buddies from this college over here if, okay. if they fuck with me, right? And, but I, that that's me. I'm special. But like a normal day-to-day -day person that's working front desk mm -hmm. or housekeeping like I used to work with, like if they thought that they were too black or too gay or too brown or too, you know, Hispanic, they'd yeah. be like, yeah, she didn't show up for work. Uh, she's not that good. So let's right mm -hmm. so can you talk about how like the union really helps fight for people when it comes to keeping their job stable i'm sure you have a million times you you've gotten to see that yeah i've definitely seen it uh, more times than i can count but yeah it's basically um they can't arbitrarily fire you so we have what we call progressive discipline so they have to go through a process and step so they have to you know go through writing you up several times for the same offense but of course, we have the grievance process. So sometimes we can get those write-ups thrown out because yeah. sometimes they're just made up or, you know, because of treatment, I'm going to treat this employee one way and show favoritism over here. No, you have to do it correctly across the board or we're going to throw that out. We're getting rid of it. So we have those opportunities to stand in and step in. Now, of course, as with any other job, something you can be fired for it. Sure. Because if you're stealing, Okay, we can't save you if they got, and they can prove it now. They have to be able to prove it now. But if they, <laughs> yeah. They have, yeah, if you're stealing and they, they can prove it, then of course it's something that, you know, they yeah. have stuff that they can just arbitrarily fire you for, but that's what we call. Here's my thought um, about stealing, Yvette. People uh, only steal because they're forced to in life. I've never yeah. seen, you know, I've never seen right. anybody steal because they got plenty of extra money to go fucking blow, right? Like, yeah. of course it's because of, yeah, the circumstance. They have absolutely. But one of the things that I think people without being in a union don't understand is that when something bad happens at work or you feel like someone's maybe coming at you, especially if it's your boss, um, mm -hmm. but even if it's somebody else, you know, if you're like in a normal place, like where I worked for 15 years, you don't really have anybody to go to, right? Like if mm -hmm. your boss is giving you trouble because they don't like your skin color, they don't like the way you look, or they don't like the way you sound, right? Who are you going to mm -hmm. go to, right? Like. And with the union, they have somebody like you, right? Right. So, yeah, well, they call their attorney. So, look, I show up. So, you don't have to speak to management. You don't have to deal with management unless a steward is present. So, that's your rights. You have wine garden rights that, as long as they want to talk to you, they may lead to discipline with anything. Um, you need to have your steward present. So, you don't have to even talk to them without us, which is so, a great thing. You're because you're and that wouldn't happen if you guys weren't union and, and you weren't Teamsters, right? Oh, I'd be really clear about that. Very clear. You'll be in there alone by yourself like I was when I worked for the non-union company in Wisconsin. Yep. I was sitting in there alone, no representation, just yep. the company and all their people telling me what they're going to say and what they're going to do and put me out the door. So, yeah, it, it's definitely a different situation. If you don't have a union, you do not have that person right beside you the whole time having your back. I mean, there are so many times in my job I was forced to, like, by my owners, because they don't like to do it. They send people like me. They pay me a lot of money. They're like, hey, go get these shoes in your BMW. And then, no, oh, by the way, make sure all the black and brown people are fucking taken care of, right? Like, that's right. basically the deal. And I, you know, I did it for a long time, so I'm guilty as charged. But um, you, you're right. Like, that's what happens not in unions, right? You corner mm -hmm. people in a room. Usually there's a people that are not as privileged or have the benefits that you do. And it can right. be as many managers as you want, right? I can bring me in, I can bring yeah. my HR lady in, I can bring one of my GMs in. And we can 
sit around in this closed office and we can intimidate any kind of woman, black, brown, Latin person and be like, well, what? And we railroad them and then they're gone, right? Exactly what happens. Exactly how it happens. You just have to know your rights, of course, in your state. In our state, we have a one-party law. So I can record, which I did. So my thing is, I don't care what your policy is. My rights are my rights by the law. And that is kind of a protection for me to know that I'm kind of not alone because I can share anything that happened. But the whole issue is not having that union, that conversation. They would have pulled me in and I would have went back to work and never got suspended or, or terminated because of a made up now your job's a conflict of interest kind of deal because yeah. it's people that still work at both jobs that they never talked to but because i was a union activist you know they came after me so sure. the thing is you know you having that union is priceless you have to have somebody that knows you you know has your back and you know that no matter what you're going there not alone you're not fighting alone and you you know it's nothing like it it's definitely nothing like it you gotta i love have- that what would you, and, and Yvette, I know I've already taken a little bit more of your time than you, you have, but I, I got maybe one one or two more things for you, and I'll, I promise I'll let you go. I just, I love hearing that because your experience as the shop steward, I think it's so important that literally you have the right to go and sit in with somebody else when they're getting, you know, intimidated by the manager or the boss, mm-hmm. and you can go in and be like, nope, here's what we got in our contract, we're going to protect you, and this ain't this conversation ain't over, so, you okay. know. You've, exactly. you've given that power to you, you. You're helping somebody else with that power, and I love that so much. Mm-hmm. One a question I have for you is, you know, you've talked a lot about all the wonderful experiences you've had that the Teamsters have helped given you. One of the things you know about non-union workplaces that have been non-union forever, right, is once people start talking union or like the experience you had at the Delta, right. You know things start to happen at that point, and you're brave. You're a brave person, I can tell you. You, you said, I'll, I'll just get out my recorder, and I'm going to record these sons of bitches, and that's that. But a lot yeah, of people aren't that brave, right? A lot of people don't. They just don't have the spirit that that takes, and that's okay, right? That, that, that don't mean they're a bad person. It just means that right. people like Tony and Yvette are just, we got we got a little bit more, uh, you know, fire. That's all right. That's all. Oftentimes in those workplaces where there's not an Yvette saying, hey, the union is the right thing for us, um, the bosses intimidate. They scare. They make up lies about unions. They they what what are some of the lies? You know what are some of the things that you know happens when people start talking about unions? Well, the the companies love to say, oh well, that's a third party that's coming in to try to tell you what to do. Uh, no, the union is us. The members make the union. So getting that uh, through to people who are non-union, letting them know, no, you run the union. You are the ones who actually make the decisions as to who your leadership will be, how, what your contract is going to have in it, because you get to vote on things. So it makes you very powerful if you have the union. Right now, you know, in these companies, you have no say-so. If they say, hey, this is what we're going to do, that's what you're going to do. If you fight against it, they can send you out the door. So just having um, at those non-union jobs, they tried that union-busted technique. They throw out flyers. They had videos planned. Just saying all these things that the company does for you. We're a family. We open door policy. Come talk to us. You can get it whatever you need. And yet and still, no, it doesn't happen. No, you can't get that raise. Well, you may give you one. But yet and still, y'all making several billions of dollars of profits off the backs of these people. 
but not sharing the wealth, you know, with the people. I've never, and, I love know. that you mentioned that line of we're a family. My old boss used to tell that bullshit all the time. Like, that's interesting because in my family, my grandma would never let one of her grandkids go hungry and like not eat food. Right. In a hot tin can truck in Atlanta in the summer with no AC. Doesn't sound like any family I'm yeah, in. No. If it is, it sounds like you need yeah, to get yeah. the hell out of there. Exactly. Your family would not allow you to, you know, if somebody shot at you today, oh, well, can you finish the route? Uh, somebody can't. No. Would you do that to your mom, your sister, your dad? I, I look at them and say, are you kidding me? Like, you know, the companies, <laughs> they look at you as a number and that is it, but they will claim family every chance they get, but it is not the truth. And we can see it every day. Sounds to me like the union and the teams are a lot more of a family than any company ever is, right? Definitely. Those are my brothers and sisters in the fight. It doesn't matter what union you're with. If you have something going on, we're going to show up and we're going to stand in solidarity with you. And that's what it's all about. And let me ask you, you know, I, I know at the local, you talked a lot about the strength of local level things you get to do. What would you say at the larger level, like Teamsters International, like the fact that you get to be a part of this caucus, right? With I talked with Chris and I talked with Kim. Y'all are awesome. I can't wait to keep talking to more and more people. What has that been like for you to be a part of this sort of larger Teamster family? Well, it's been amazing. Uh, I've been very active as a Teamster for a long time, you know, attending conferences and things of that nature. But to actually become an elected official for the caucus has been, you know, mind-blowing because I get a chance to understand the issues that people in our community face within the workplace. So it's a lot of health discrimination, things of that nature that people may not realize exist. So my eyes have even been opened. I had my own situation here where I was being taxed because my wife at the time, it was just they did domestic partnership, was on my benefit. So I was being taxed. But any heterosexual couple, they weren't being taxed for having somebody in their benefits, but I was being taxed when they first let us add them. So things like that, the discrepancies of what, you know, care you can get or whatever. So all those issues are now on an international level. So now we can get it out to our members to understand, hey, you're not by yourself. If you're experiencing this, reach out to the caucus. We're going to help you get through this. We want to also educate our other locals on how to deal with issues in the workplace because everybody's not comfortable with talking about LGBTQ plus issues that may come up. They may not be trained into using, you know, correct terminologies or how to, you know, approach something. And we can come in and help. And we can be the, you know, the, the guy to help them, you know, get this done smoothly and address issues properly and let all our members know across the country that they have somebody that has their back and they're not alone. I love that. And, you know, it's really important because I think like some of these orgs like Teamsters, you know, a lot of them, they've been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. And maybe back when they began, it was mostly were white men that were in the union and it's right. all different now. And I think sometimes one of the, the challenges that maybe the unions had is that they, they don't necessarily do a good job of highlighting people like you. And this right. is one of the other reasons I wanted to do this program is to share that, like, actually, unions really are for people of color, women, you know, people that are not straight, right? Like, there's a lot right. of things that you can get done by being in a union when you are not a straight white man, <laughs> I mean, right? Right. Like, now, of course, all unions, we're still going through our process that we need the work of more faces and inclusion and everything. And we're pushing to make sure that happens, you know, so it's still a lot of, you know, white male dominated areas. But please look out for your people who are there doing amazing jobs and have amazing ideas that can help catapult the union in a 
even better place. So diversify. I mean, with all different ideas, different backgrounds, it helps make the union a better place to be. So yeah, we're definitely working on that. It's still a work in progress, but we are here and we're definitely out there in the forefront making sure it happens and just, you know, getting the knowledge out to people so they are able to blossom and get their ideas out there. And it sounds like these days they're doing a better job at the higher level of trying to support that. And I really oh, I think that that's awesome that they're willing to make that change along uh, with the rest of the, the, the Teamster family, right? Correct. Yeah, we've never had the support that we do now under the new administration. So that's definitely a blessing to have the, you know, international have your back. I love that. And Yvette, thank you so much again for coming in and sharing your story about, you know, having joined the union and kind of how it's made your, your work life stronger and, and really feels like it's given you a lot of the support and, and kind of resources that you would need to be able to stick around. I think the fact that you've been around for 17 years, you know, 15 years of which as a Teamster really tells you something about how strong that union is. Um, so anything else on your mind you want to share to people that might be listening and might be thinking, what is this union all about? Any other kind of final thoughts from you before we go? Just want everybody to understand that we as workers have the power. So if you have any issues at work, if you have people that are going through similar things and you may not be unionized, reach out, do some research, check on a union in your area. We would love to welcome you to the Teamsters, but it's whatever, you know, your uh, unions are, reach out to them, ask them about organizing, get your people organized because now COVID helped a lot of us see that workers really hold the power without this, the world can't run. So we hold the power, utilize it, stand together and stand strong. Yvette, I love that. Nobody cares about somebody that's a senior director of marketing and brand collaborations no. in some fucking company. That person, no, no. I'm sure they're lovely. I'm sure they're great, but they don't do anything for my life. Do you know what matters exactly. in my life? When I hit the button order, a worker, a, a Teamster driver puts their ass on the line in a non-air-conditioned tin can and gets me whatever stupid thing I feel like I deserve that day, right? <laughs> Okay, uh, damn right. We're gonna break it to you. <laughs> that's what matters. Union workers are the people that do the work that rich people want. That's it. So that's right it. about that. Rich people, I don't need some fucker with an MBA selling me some product online or doing some financial service. Doesn't make my life different. But the person right. who pours my wine, you know, makes my hamburger up at the restaurant, the person who drives the package to me, the person who bags my groceries in the grocery store. Those are the people that make my life different. Those are the people that matter and unions support them. Damn right. Damn right. I love that. Um, Yvette, thank you again for your time. I really appreciate this. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, like I said, if anybody else from the caucus wants to come on, please uh, tell them that, you know, yay, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Friends. And the other thing I wanted to share too, and I, I told this to Chris and Kim, is if there's other people at the local that want to share, you know, it, it, I don't care if they're in a caucus okay. or not, right? Um, right. Even for people to share like, hey, this is a time I leaned on Yvette as the shop steward and she really like had my back. Like, okay, you know, I, it's so funny because one of the things that we love about unions is that people that join, they tend to stick around. Right. Like even 15 yep. years, like the last person I took, Kim, she's been 15 plus years. Like yep. people in unions sometimes I think forget what it's like to not work in a union job. Right. Right. And that's yeah, good. Right. We want you to like be like, yeah, you're set for life with the union. Like, we'll take care of you. But some of those basic things that you just talked about, like people that I'm trying to help organize, they just don't have. And even mm -hmm. though it seems commonplace to you to be like, well, yeah, if there's a problem. You go to your shop steward. Right. Like that's a, right. that's a given. That's a it's a not even an issue. Right. Like 
Um, you know, I have a friend of mine. He's uh, he works in a DC hotel, so he's Unite here, and he's okay. Union, and he, you know, he loves it. And he was telling, he has all we're, we're regulars at a bar together. And if you come to that event they're doing in November at the Capitol, I'm I'm taking you all out for beer. You're coming up to my local bar. At okay. Seven, in DC, and, you know, I have to be there. I will be there. <laughs> and this guy was telling me like all these basic things that the union does for him, right? He's like, man, I rolled into work some, some one time. I was kind of like, I had just been drinking the night before. I was kind of a mess. And like, mm-hmm. you know, normally you'd be like, well, fuck you. But like, he's like, no, I'm yeah. a union. Like the union was like, don't you lay, lay the fuck yeah. off of him right now? Like, yeah. oh, hell hell fuck back. like, let's go. Like, come on, right? And it's like that's sort of the thing, right? And that's right. what people don't realize is. And I know sometimes you can't share like all that, but like you can kind mm-hmm. of get the idea across because normal people need to know that like when they have things happen in their life, like what happen? if their mom mm-hmm. and dad get sick or the kids get sick, like it's okay. Like take right. work, it's gonna be fine because the yeah, union's exactly. gonna have your back, right? Like right. management's allowed to cut out anytime they want. I right. don't have to show up to work if I don't feel like it. If I got something I gotta do, I just send an email like, Sorry, I'll take care of it from my phone and my computer. Like, right. Whatever. Exactly. So I got that privilege. And people that are working people, people who labor, they don't unless they're in a union. Right. Yeah. So I, I just think like anybody that can share those stories. So whether you know, even if it's other folks at, at, at your local or other people within the Teamsters, please uh, connect them to me. Okay. I want to hear and share these stories. It's just they're so important and they're so special. Um, yeah, and I appreciate the powerful way of making sure people understand like there's day-to-day benefits to being in a union. Like this really is the real deal, right? Yeah, that's for sure. Um, okay, cool. We'll do. I have look. I'm interviewing on interview, and I got another one later today. But I did look last night. I had some folks in my house, so we're trying to you know get some people out there. I'm trying to push some of the younger folks, to, you know, to come out so they can talk and get their experiences because it's not always going to be us, you know. Even though I claim to be 21 for life. But, you know, I have to, you know, bring my people up. So that's what I've been doing. So I'll, I'll reach out to a few people. Now. I love the young people, too, because they really don't know anything about unions. Right. Yeah. But they have this fight in them. You know, a lot Which of people, is great. Them. they got to fight in them that, you know, be like, look, these companies got to go to hell. We don't give a damn. You right. know, and love it. I love the fight. So, so yeah. They're perfect. Yeah. We got to get them. In. Then they'll spread it out on TikTok or whatever the hell it is they do. I don't know how to do that. But, you know, they do. Yeah, I run all the social media for the caucus, so I'll be putting everything out for us. So I, I love it, too. And that's uh, another reason, too. Like, the more and more people we bring on, you can cross, we cross-promote it, link to us. Exactly. We love that. And that's exactly. what I think we really want to start spreading around. It's like real fun stories and just things like this, right? Okay. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. Yvette, thank you again so much. I can't wait to talk to you again and hopefully see you soon.